Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Well, good morning. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. So if you've been here a while, you know that I write my episodes. And if you've tuned in to the last week, I have not been writing those episodes. I've just been riffing on a book that I read. And in a little peek behind the curtain, I've been feeling real guilty about the fact that it felt like I was phoning it in for a week. So I punished myself and I made myself return all my books. I'm just kidding. They were absolutely due to the library. And that is the only reason I returned them. But I was genuinely excited to have the world as my oyster on what direction we could go next with topics, you know? And since you scumbags never send me any suggestions, I'm just kidding, some of you do. And I'm very rude right now for the people who just don't want to interact like that. We like our parasocial relationships distant, and I understand I don't want to step on your boundaries. But those of you who have been on the fence about sending me in a specific question, we can turn this into a Dear Abby-style podcast real quick. I am very down for that, especially if it means I get to hear specific drama. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Anywho's it, this one's going to be a little more freeform because I have that freedom now that I'm not tied down to any books holding me back. And also because as soon as my books went back, I went immediately into doom scrolling again. So all that shit about my attention span feeling more expanded? Nope. 
It's not. It's exactly the same as it was before, but the guilt holds strong. And every once in a while when I'm doom scrolling, I will get a source of inspiration, a tiny glimmer, but I do not have the energy nor wherewithal to do anything about it. So as a result, I will screenshot those things and come back to them ideally when I'm in a fresher state. And instead of preparing that shit ahead of time, I'm going to go through it. No, I'm just kidding. I did prepare which ones I was going to talk about, but things are going to feel a little more fast and loose simply because it just feels good to dignify my doom scrolling with something purposeful. Okay, just stick with it. And the first, this series of screenshot inspiration actually comes from the comment section of a TikTok video I found to be a little generic. And it was basically a robot voice giving you the philosophical argument that if you kill a cockroach, you're a hero, but if you kill a butterfly, you're a monster. And I got lost in the comments for a while for this one because there were so many wonderful discussions about very valid reasons why people would be comfortable killing cockroaches. But the comment that really got me is when I'm realizing and I'm devastated that I don't have the source of. I'm going to try and go back and find the video, but I honestly don't know how. Anyway, not the point. This brilliant anonymous person says, the perception of heroism or monstrosity can vary greatly depending on cultural, personal, and ethical beliefs. In general, the distinction you mentioned between killing a cockroach and killing a butterfly is based on the aesthetic and symbolic value attributed to those creatures. Cockroaches are often associated with uncleanliness or disease transmission and nuisance, which is why their presence is typically unwelcome in human living spaces. Killing a cockroach may be viewed as an act of protecting one's health and maintaining hygiene. However, it's worth noting that some people advocate for humane methods of pest control and prefer to remove insects without causing harm. On the other hand, butterflies are widely regarded as delicate, graceful creatures with vibrant colors and are often associated with beauty and transformation in the natural world. They're seen as pollinators and play a vital role in ecosystems, thereby killing a butterfly is often considered unnecessary and destructive as it disrupts the balance of nature and it eliminates an aesthetically pleasing and ecologically beneficial species. It is important to recognize that different cultures and individuals may have different perspectives on the value and significance of various organisms. Some individuals may prioritize the preservation of all life and advocate for non-lethal methods of insect removal, while others may prioritize their immediate needs or the prevention of harm caused by certain pests. Ultimately, the judgment of heroism or monstrosity in these situations is subjective and dependent on personal beliefs, cultural norms, and ethical considerations. And even though in reading this now, not in my state of doom scroll, it does sound like it's written by an AI, so I'm feeling less guilty about not giving them credit. The fact of the matter is, I was lost in the comment section for longer than I stayed on the video itself. And to me, there is some magic within the idea that we can have real, genuine, deep conversations if we initiate with the right kind of people on the internet. Because don't get me wrong, I have been stuck in my fair fucking chair of trash conversations with just absolute internet villains. But that's not to say I have not had my fair share of fantastic conversations, some in which other people admit actually changing their opinions or opening their mind to watch something. But more importantly, some very engaging conversations with some brilliant people. In fact, I'll leave you with another comment thread that had me really engaged. And this one was on a video. If I'm not mistaken, I did send the original to myself on Instagram. I will check back later and see. But the original poster basically talks about how strange we all are as children naturally. 
in the sense that all kids will randomly make a weird noise and stretch in a weird way or shake in a weird way or just be jumping or moving or climbing in a strange way because our bodies do naturally and organically create these impulses for us to move that we learn to tamper down so we can fit in, but they actually regulate our nervous system. And in the comments, someone brought up the fact that Zen people are often very still and quiet. And when we think about things like Buddhism or finding your inner peace or meditation, they are often very calm and regulated people. But they got even deeper in these comments because Mind Body Nina commented, nice thoughts, smiley face, providing a buffer to say this isn't condescending, then says, this idealized person that you mentioned is someone living in a perpetual parasympathetic state. If we stay there, there's no energy that needs to be discharged to begin with because there's no fight or flight to channel or build up that energy. I imagine a monk rarely experienced this fight or flight, and so stillness is quite accessible. Shruggy emoji. However, take this idealized person and throw them into stress, pain, suffering. Unless you have devoted your life to an elite level of non-suffering, that person won't remain still. To return to stillness after a fight or flight state, our bodies have to move a lot. Also, just side note, it doesn't take into account that Buddhists absolutely advocate for movement. Mind Body Nina continues, Take me for example. I'm highly content with my life and, believe it or not, quite a calm person most of the time. But I also live in a modern Western society, super overstimulating in a lot of the wrong ways. The stress has to go somewhere. If it weren't for strong movements like dance and music and releasing through voice, I would just be a suppressed robot waiting for disease to take me down. I match my level of release to the level of stress in my environment, which sometimes is high and sometimes low. Slightly chaotic release is literally what keeps me calm. Hope that helps, smiley. That was the longest comment I've ever commented, she continues, because apparently we all feel insecure about being thoughtful and respectful on the internet, but that doesn't mean we're not out here trying. And I do believe this is going to be my series for the next couple of days, which I'm realizing now is just another way of reading other people's words, but you get it. We're, we're trying new things. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.